Hello, I'm Emmanuel, and this is his Word Podcast coming to you from Grace House. In the last episode, as episode six, we spoke on the ministry of the Word. We observed then that from the days of the apostles of old, it was very well understood that the ministry of the Word was a prime importance in the life of the church and required so much time and effort or hard work, such that those called to this ministry should free themselves from other incumbrances or entanglements. They concluded then that they must choose from among the disciples men of honest reports, full of the Holy Ghost, to whom they will commit the business of serving the tables so that they, the apostles, could give time and attention fully to the ministry of the word. We saw that great premium was given to the ministry of the word by the early church in order to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service to build up the body of Christ, the church. No wonder the church grew as the Lord daily added to the church those that were being saved. We also saw that the ministry of the word is a ministry of suffering. Continuing on that fact that the ministry of the word is a ministry of suffering, Paul in 2 Timothy uh, 3 and 4, that is chapters 3 and 4, took time by the leading of the Holy Spirit to charge young Timothy, a teacher and a pastor sent to the church at Ephesus, warning him ahead what will characterize the last days and how that could impact his life and ministry. This he did to prepare him well in advance. It is from that we are taking our lead on today's episode on ministering God's word in these last days, what to expect. Paul charged young Timothy and said in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, reading the Amplified Version, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. He was so sure about it that he pressed it strongly on Timothy's mind to understand, to know, to be certain of, and to mark it that in the last days, perilous times, hard times, times of great stress and trouble, difficult days that will be hard to bear will come. The emphasis was so strong to get the message across to him. He was not only talking to young Timothy then, but prophetically to all of us now upon whom the futuristic last days then had come now. As a teacher and a minister of God's word in these end times or in these last days, in whatever capacity, I am persuaded to think that we must, like Timothy, understand know and be certain of the nature of the times which we have been called to be instruments of God, messengers of God in the ministry of the word. Like the men of Issachar in 1 Chronicles 12.32, we must be men who know and understand the times and seasons we are in and who know what the will of the Lord is in our duty posts as ministers of God's word. For emphasis again, Paul told Timothy, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come, difficult days that will be hard to bear. He was telling Timothy, please 
Mark my words, my dear young Timothy. Let it be clear in your mind about it that in the last days, after I had long gone to be with the Lord, perilous times, difficult times, times hard to deal with and hard to bear, dangerous times of great stress and trouble shall come. I could hear Paul telling Timothy, those days are going to be so tough that people, including church people, are going to be all things are going to be characterized by the spirit of this new age. Let me pause here to challenge us, to tell us, we are already in those last days. I said, to Timothy, it was futuristic, even though there were evidences of the last days then. But it has come upon us. It has clearly come upon us. And he told Timothy that those days were going to be tough, so tough that people, including church people, are going to be lovers of themselves, selfish, thinking only of themselves, thinking, you know, that the world revolves around them and them only. Check what is happening in many marriages and families already today. It didn't start today. Many marriages are in a mess today because of selfish husbands and wives who think only of themselves. Again, he said, Lovers of money, that is, the men will be lovers of money, impelled by greed. Their biggest desire will be the acquisition of wealth, and wealth they must get anyhow. You know, we have the Yahoo Yahoo, or Yahoo Plus, ritual killers, kidnappers, drug pushers, and the like. And these abound in our days, not only in, in, the, in our country, but in many places in the world all in pursuit of money and wealth. Don't forget that we are talking of ministering the word of God in these last days. What to expect? Can I shock you a bit? Many of these people, these people who look for money anyhow, who are impelled by greed, many of them attend our churches, pay their tithes, and support ministries financially. Can I pause here and share a story with you? This story is about the encounter of a man of God with a drug baron, a drug pusher. The story had it that God told this man, who was a radio and TV uh, minister, that a man was going to come to him with a briefcase containing one million naira. Then, in apparent support of his ministry, and God said, when he comes, don't get take that money, warn him for me because he's a drug pusher and he's going for another you know, trip in his drug business and this time around, he was going to be caught and he was going to die. So warn him for me. So the next morning, the man was in his house and at that time it's instructive to, to that the story also said that that man was actually in, that man of God was in their financial need. And one morning, here was the bell, the gate bell ringing. And this man came dressed in suit with that briefcase containing one million naira. And when he came, he said, oh, man of God, thank God for your ministry. We, we've been seeing what the great work God is using you to do, you know. And before he finished, the man said, hold it. Right in that your briefcase is a million naira. God warned me about you last night. God told me I'm a drug pusher. 
and that the next, as she warn you, that the next trip you are going to go, you are going to be caught, you are going to die. And at that mention, the man dropped, collapsed. When he was revived back to life, he told the man of God, this is the first time I am meeting a man of God. What's the implication? He has been blessing, quote and unquote, so many men of God with this drug money. He has been assisting so many ministers of the gospel with this blood money and they have been getting it. And that's why I told you that many of these people who are impelled by greed, who look for money anyhow, attend our churches. But as many as are in tune with the Holy Spirit, God will reveal such men to them. Continuing, Apostle Paul warned Timothy that men are going to be abusive. That is the one of the things that will characterize the spirit of these last days in the life of men would be that they will be abusive. There will be, there will be you know, a, a, a loss of civility. Many who are on the pulpit today are either wife abusers or child abusers. Are you one of them? There was this story of a Sunday school or what some churches called Bible studies represented, who was always abusing the wife. One Sunday morning, he had beaten the wife thoroughly at home before coming to church. And still that Sunday morning, he presided over the Bible study question and answer period after the various classes have had their Bible studies. And there was this question and answer time. Then the wife put up the hand and asked, is it good for a for a man of God, for any reason, to beat his wife. Don't forget, the husband was the one taking the questions and was going to answer the questions. And the husband had just beaten the wife that morning, that Sunday morning. And still had the guts to teach and to preside over the entire church Bible study. It happens in many of our churches today. Men have no conscience. Abusive civility is gone. And of course, the church got to know that this is the trouble this man had with, with his wife. Again, the Bible went on to talk about men being disobedient to their parents at the home front and even in the church. There would be a breakdown of respect for authority, Paul was telling Timothy. Children will become rebellious. Don't we have rebellious children in the church today and in our homes, either biological or spiritual children. Pastor, how are you factoring this into your preaching and teaching? How are you factoring, you know, this work, this, this, this uh, end time activities of the devil in your ministry, in your preaching and teaching? How do you want men to fear God if the word of God that does, does not come to them addressing these issues? Paul wrote Timothy in 1 Timothy 3, verse 14 to 15, say, I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how you ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Timothy was not only required to know how to behave in the house of God as a minister of God, but also to teach it to the congregants. He was supposed to know that the, the church is the ground and the pillar of the truth. The 
church is a place where people are nurtured in the truth which impacts their behavior and is touched by the man of God showing the example. So Paul was telling Timothy, if I delay to come, please know how you ought to behave in the household of God, which is the ground and the pillar of the truth. You under the sound of my voice, are you a rebellious child? Are you disobedient to your parents, biological or spiritual? If yes, please repent today and the Lord will have mercy on you because the days are dangerous. And I can tell you, if you don't repent, I'm sorry, judgment day is coming. He went on to say, men are going to be ungrateful and unthankful. People will enjoy the fruit of the labors of your ministry, man of God and refuse to acknowledge your effort and enjoy the, they will enjoy the bounties of God without giving him thanks. That is part of the spirit of the end times. Are you going to be discouraged because of it? Or are you going to begin to manipulate the word of God for reward? Check it. Are you going to lower the standard? Are you going to sell like them or with them if you cannot beat them, you join them? No, 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 you don't have to join them. You have all it takes to beat the spirit of these end times with the power of the word of God and the Holy Spirit backing. Continue to teach and preach the pure and undiluted word of God and pray that God himself will walk on the lives of those who hear you. Paul continued to tell young Timothy, men are going to be unholy. Evil will be paraded as good and moral in Hollywood and Nollywood, even in preschool and school circular. Evil is being paraded as good and morally okay. Evil will be taught as good and acceptable behavior in school. And that will contradict what you preach and teach as a messenger of God. In that case, what will you do? Adjust your message to please men or for political correctness, as many are doing today on the pulpit, or stay on the undiluted word of God. The choice is yours. But be sure that what you choose has eternal consequences, both on you and those who hear you. Paul continued to tell young Timothy, and he's telling us today, that in these last days, men will be brutal, not lovers of the good. Men are going to be treacherous or involving in betrayal and deception, rash, conceited, or excessively proud of themselves. That is what we see in the church today. Men are proud. Even the glory in their shame, in the thing that should bring them shame, they proudly glory in it. Paul continues, men will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Society will be brainwashed into thinking that there is no God, that all ends here on earth. And so there is no ultimate meaning in life, no heaven, no hell, and no life hereafter. All ends now. So the only thing left is to live for pleasure and diversion. That is what the spirit of this age wants men to hear. But what would you have them hear from the Mount of God? And Paul said, they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. They will despite everything. They will consider themselves as spiritual according to their own definition of spirituality. And may 
be according to the false impression men of God have given them through their preaching and teaching, or some men of God anyway. This is the world Paul told Timothy he was going to be living in and preaching and teaching the word of God long after he had gone. This is the world we now live in as ministers of the gospel. This is the world we are called to reach with the word of God today. I read that in an interview many years ago, a journalist asked our beloved father in the, in the faith, Billy Graham, how does it feel to be successful in ministry? He was asked by that journalist. Dr. Graham answered, I've not been a success. I've been a failure. America is in far worse shape than when I began preaching. That was his answer. If this same question is put forward to many of us ministers of God today in Nigeria, I guess our response will be a success story, judging from the size of our church buildings, judging from the population of our congregants, and maybe the large expanse of our church business empire, the number of our private jets, etc. But wait a minute. Is the Nigerian society not in far worse situation now than when we began to preach and teach. So what is your measure of success in ministry? Uh, what is the measure of success in ministry in our time? Is it the number of jets, the fleet of cars, the large auditoria, the, you know, name it, the large business empire. What is our, you know, measure of success in ministry today? In the last episode, we told us that ministry of the word calls for times of hardship, difficulties, and stress. This is the real meaning of it. Paul went along to warn Timothy that he will face opposition and persecution from evil ministers so-called. Hear him in 2 Timothy 3, 8. Just as James and Jambres, the court magicians of Egypt, opposed Moses, so this man also oppose the truth, men of depraved mind, unqualified and worthless as teachers in regard to the faith. They are bound today in the, in the church, men that are unqualified, men that are worthless, men that do not hold the truth, men that teach error, men that manipulate the world for their own advantage, they are filled with church and they will oppose those who speak the truth. So be prepared to face hard times from such men. Man of God, as you preach and teach the undiluted word of God, expect such opposition and persecution too from these unqualified and worthless teachers in regard to the faith. The Bible wants, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived so the story is going to continue and apostle paul said their time is coming when they will be exposed and that time is almost here when they will no longer continue because god is going to uncover them, their nakedness, expose them, and dismiss them from the ministry. This message is not just about those who preach and teach 
the word of God, but also everyone in the body of Christ. We are in the last days. And the spirit of the last days is at work, even in the church today. And whoever allows it in his or her life, his or her family, ministry, will be ravaged by it and will experience severe damage, left wrecked, wrecked, sorry, disfigured, and in ruins. So many are already experiencing it, and you don't need to experience it. Needless to say that many lives, marriages, families, and ministers are in ruins already because of this spirit of the last days, which has crept into their lives, and they have permitted it to blossom. Those of us who have the privilege of being entrusted with the word of God must rise up and do the work of the ministry with the urgency demands. We must not wait until men develop itching ears. Neither should we give them itching ears by way by the way we preach and teach the word. As I conclude this episode, please permit me to remind you to please understand that there will be terrible times in the last days that will attempt to snatch the pure and undiluted word of God from your mouth, as is already happening with many. Can I also encourage you to continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of as Paul encouraged young Timothy. Continue in the pure word. Continue to preach the truth in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing, and his kingdom all is not ending here can i tell you this again not some years back i was in a friend's house and i saw a man of god so-called preaching on the television and he was saying that heaven is for those who live in good houses ride good cars wear good clothes eat good food and all the rest all the niceties of this life and i I got shocked. One of our mentors then was around and I went to a friend's house where he was. And I was, I was, I was, I was really furious inside. I asked him, Reverend John, this Bible that I'm holding, I lifted my Bible and was showing him. Is it the same Bible that these men are preaching from? And I told him what I heard from the man of God on the television. You know what he told me that shocked me? He said, Brother Emmanuel, calm down. Let me tell you if you don't know. He told me that many are not preparing to go to heaven. Many men of God are not preparing to go to heaven. Their own heaven is here on earth. Hi, is that your heaven? Man of God, did you not hear that the scriptures say that if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are for all men most miserable. So there are many miserable men of God whose hope, all their hope is in this life. Good houses, fleet of cars, jets, you know, and their soul are unprepared to meet God. And unfortunately, they are also presiding over people and preparing them for hell. Getting their money, enjoying their money, and yet preparing them for hell. Are you in such a congregation or assembly or church, so-called? I beseech you in the name of the Lord, run for your dear life. Can I therefore encourage you and give you this charge on behalf of His Majesty, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Preach the Word of God, man of God. Preach the Word of God. Be prepared. 
be instant in season and out of season. Do it for his glory and his glory alone. Do it not for any earthly reward that any man can give, but for the reward he only, God only, can give. Finally, like Paul told young Timothy, endure hardship and difficulties as a good soldier of Christ. These hardship and difficulties will come to you as a faithful minister of the world, as a good soldier of Christ. Endure it because your reward in heaven is huge. Shall we bow our hearts to pray? Our dear Heavenly Father, I pray for myself, those under the sound of my voice now, and the entire body of Christ, especially in our country, Nigeria. Please, Father, forgive us all our sins, sins of permitting the spirit of the last days in our lives, in our ministries, in our messages, in our marriages, in our families, and in your body, the church in Nigeria, and the sin of distorted judgment of what success in ministry is all about, and church, what success in church life is all about. Father, wash us afresh in the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and enable us again to preach your word, to be prepared, to be instant in season and out of season. Lord, bring revival back to your church in Nigeria again by restoring apostolic teaching and preaching of your word in our days. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and for granting these prayers. I pray them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Until we come your way again, remain blessed and rapturable. God bless you.